0: Hello and welcome to Beauty Island, the award nominated beauty podcast that celebrates life and lipstick. I am your host, beauty journalist Brittany Stewart, and welcome back to another episode of Beauty Isolation, a special mini series of Beauty Island. Normally, I ask my guests about the eight beauty products that have a special memory or meaning for them. The ones they take to a desert island or beauty island that I'm sending them off to. In Beauty Isolation, Instead, they pick the eight products that have played a significant role in quarantine. The ones they're using, ditching or rediscovering in isolation. Twice a week, we'll explore how their relationship to beauty has changed during this time, as well as conversations around self-care, how they're going and what they're most looking forward to as we work towards a new normal. Today, my guest is content queen Kelly McCarran. She's the host of not one but two great podcasts, You Beauty and Overshare, as well as sharing much hilarious social and video content on her own Instagram and social media channels. She's funny and vivacious, and if you read her work or listened to Overshare, you'll know she's not afraid to get a bit TMI. We talked about going freelance before a global pandemic, the best skincare oils to try, an unusual use for a beard trimmer. And she also had plenty of book and podcast recommendations for the true crime lovers. As always, the links to all the products that Kelly talks about in today's episode will be in the show notes for you to easily find. If you do enjoy the podcast, please subscribe, rate and review and even maybe share with a friend who you think would also enjoy it. If you are after more beauty, you can sign up to my beauty newsletter, It's a Beauty. I would love to hear your own beauty isolation and favourites. Come over and chat to me or send me a DM on Instagram at Beauty Island Podcast. Now over to Kelly. Enjoy. Kelly, welcome to the Beauty Isolation edition of Beauty Island. I'm very excited
1: to be chatting with you today. Oh, I'm so excited. I was just saying off air, I've been listening to the podcast and I'm so obsessed. I love it because it's like, it's such a different take on a beauty podcast. Like, well, the one that I host, like I just, yeah, it's really, really cool. I love it. Thank you so much. And also, obviously, you are the co-host of a few
0: podcasts, overshare and you beauty which is one of my favorites and yes so you beauty is a lot more about recommendations. I love your spendy and savey segment. So obviously you are trying and have tried a lot of products that I think we will hear about today in
1: your selection too. Yes. And I take my recommendations very seriously. So when I think about recommendations, I'm kind of like, it's easy enough to be like, oh, this product is really good if it was gifted to you. But I think, would I spend my actual money repurchasing this? Because I think that you can get a little bit used to not paying for some things. I mean, I still buy an awful lot of stuff. But you've got to think about like your friends and your sister and your mum. And I'm like, well, would I want them to spend the money on it? Yes. Okay, great. Then it's a good recommendation. It's like the ultimate endorsement, isn't it? Particularly
0: when you are trying
1: and receiving so many beauty products, the ones that you actually buy yourself. Well, that's a funny thing. I think people think that I don't buy beauty products, but... My husband would have a lot to say about that because I actually <laughs> probably buy more than the average person still because there are so many things that I don't get that I want to try or, you know, you can't ask for certain things. So it's like if you want to try something, I will go out and buy it or if I want my specific shade or do you know what I mean? Like I still shop so much. It's ridiculous. But I do it under the guise of um it's tax deductible. When
0: it comes to your makeup routine or Makeup and skincare habits since
1: we've been in quarantine. Have you noticed much of a difference? Has your routine changed much or not? No, I wouldn't say that my routine has changed, which is interesting because I know that, like, a lot of people's probably have apart from treatment. So I used to get my hair done once a month, my facial done every six weeks. So things like that and massages on the reg. Apart Things like that, that has obviously changed, but I'm still tanning one to two nights per week. I'm still doing hair masks, face masks. I mean, I'm glad only you can see me right now because I look like something that my cat threw up on. But yeah, I wouldn't say it's changed. Maybe a little bit less makeup, but to be fair, I never wore that much just on a regular day anyway. So so, yeah, I actually don't think it has changed.
0: And obviously you actually wrote a really great piece on Mamma Mia about it. You recently or just before all this happened went freelance. So there's been yes. a whole host of changes
1: going on uh, with your career and your life in general. How are you going in quarantine? Ups and downs, definitely like that's honest answer that like some days are really good. I think I'm getting very used to isolation and like this sort of new social distancing norm I remember when it first sort of started I was like this sucks I was like I just don't even want this sounds so morbid I don't mean it to sound this morbid but I was like I just wish that I could go to sleep and then like wake up when it's all over because I like just didn't want a bar of it I was so off it and then like I still have down days but I'm definitely feeling a lot better about it all and just get used to everything, don't you? Like it's just now it is the new normal. Like when we're allowed out, I will obviously be screaming from the rooftops, <laughs> but I think that I have just gotten used to it and it's definitely just been a bit of a ups and down sort of flow. And I think that I've just got to be kind to myself and when I'm not feeling productive and just want to do nothing except do a puzzle and listen to an audiobook or a podcast all day, then that's what I'm going to do rather than beating myself up and think oh you should be doing this and being productive but actually sometimes you've just got to be like no I am just gonna do nothing because that's what this time kind of allows us to do absolutely The first product on your list
0: is the kind of non-negotiable things in your quarantine routine, and that could be a product or wellness or habits. So you have a bit of a mix of products and habits. So why don't
1: you tell me what are your non-negotiables? Well, yeah, because I was kind of like, oh, I don't know whether or not like what, which way I should go with in terms of like mental wellness or just like actual product, but the non-negotiable to begin with for my mental well-being, so as I was saying, like ups and downs, so keeping me more ups and stable, are definitely having some sort of semblance of a routine and keeping to a schedule of of sorts. So rather than I just feel like I'm the sort of person that I very much so could easily be like, oh, I'm just going to sleep in all day. I moved to America a couple of years ago and I didn't have a job like a full-time job. I was just kind of freelancing, but I was mainly just mooching around. And because it was kind of similar to what it is now in terms of it was just so cold, I didn't really want to go outside much anyway. So I was just stuck inside. And I got into this really terrible habit of sleeping till like 2 p.m. and then just like watching TV for a few hours and then waiting till my boyfriend at the time would come home and then just like, you know, hanging with him for a little while and then just staying up. I don't know. It was just such a bad habit. So I know that that's what I can get myself into doing. So I just need to keep make sure that I set an alarm so I'm up before nine every morning. Things like going in, getting my coffee, you know, doing sort of emails and writing in the morning and then maybe filming something and podcasting in the afternoon and making sure that I've got like Zoom calls and that sort of thing set up for at night time. Just so I have some sort of sense of routine and normal life in terms of a structure. That's how I've dealt with it. And in terms of product, my non-negotiables are just oils. Like I've been a really lazy some days, which is ridiculous given I've got nothing else to do and it's my job to try different things. And But I've just been like so lazy that some days at best I'm slapping on an oil and calling it a day. But without fail, I have the most dehydrated skin. It's not dry, it's dehydrated. So oils are just the best thing and they also just make me feel really good because like they smell delicious and I just love them. So for body, and sometimes I'll pop them in the ends of my hair, I love like the L'Occitane almond oil. I love the Ipsum organic oils. They're gorgeous. And if I'm feeling really expansive, I love the Elemis. It's like a foreign Japani oil. It is outrageous. It's like over $80 for an oil but it is beautiful but that's for like super special occasions or just like a Sunday if I'm feeling sad (laughs) and then face oils are some days Like I said, I'm so lazy, so I'll just like wash my skin in the shower and then not bother with anything, but I'll always slap on an oil. And I love the Arbonne, I forget what it's called, the intelligence oil or something. I don't know how it's intelligent, but it is. The Press Beauty Rose Oil, that's quite new and it's glorious. And then just pure, good old, faithful Oil, especially if my skin's breaking out because it's very antibacterial. Rather than just a traditional oil, which is just nourishing. So it's good for acne prone skin. And they're all of my favorite oils, favorite children in the oil family. <laughs>
0: As you mentioned you do try a lot of products, and you know, with this time, it can be a really good time to start trying some new things. I love that I know this morning you've done a bit of shopping at Mecca and Priceline, and you had some deliveries, so obviously, you have yes. a few options to try of things you're trying. What are some of the standout products so far, or things that you're excited to try?
1: Yes, I. Did receive some lots of goodies that I shopped for this morning and one of them was a shower oil from Mecca and it was $75, but it's in like my favorite and fragrance that I wore at my wedding and they've come out with the shower oil. So I was like, well, I must purchase it and give it a go because- Sometimes it's helpful to use it in the shower as well as like afterwards because it just keeps the moisture in your skin. But I'm also trying a range of it's a new brand called Skinned Oils. And they reached out and they basically were like, you know, do you want to give these a go? And if you like them, then maybe we can, you know, we can discuss a collaboration, which I just think is a really cool, authentic way to do a collaboration in this day and age of oversaturated Sponcon. So I'm giving those a go and a lot of oils, but I'm trying a lot of like savvy makeup products, which is fun. Some of them are dreadful, but some of them are real gems. i found some real gems in there. I tried a $1.50 eyeliner this afternoon. That is what is down my face currently. It was dreadful. And I was like, okay, sometimes you do need to spend a little bit more than $1.50 on a product. Was it like draggy or was it just like a was it a liquid or pencil just or just no color came out of it and it was draggy it was just dreadful like I was just I would just feel so proud to be able to be like guys I found a eyeliner and it's a dollar fifty and it's amazing but instead I'm like guys I found this eyeliner and it was a waste of my one dollar50 that could have gone towards <laughs> a coffee.
0: In terms of now or normal life, are you normally more the skincare? Obviously we talked a lot about oils there, or do you enjoy makeup more than skincare? What's kind of your preference Oil generally?
1: Makeup definitely makeup I love skincare but I have such temperamental skin that I find it I can't try too much on my skin because I can have really bad breakouts or I'll actually like flare up and go red and my skin is so sensitive that I react to the numbing cream that my facialist puts on before she needles it like it's it just so many things set it off so I would definitely say makeup also you can't use that much like if you're doing your makeup and you're doing a crazy look you can use like 50 products I mean actually that's a bit of a stretch but you can use so many things whereas you know at best you could use six things on your face without overloading it and you can just like I love colors and I love glitters I'm a massive magpie so I just love makeup it's just so fun and we obviously touched on
0: about how your regime has changed during quarantine but I'm also really interested in how your attitude towards beauty and makeup has changed and I I love That you've obviously talked about how there's more time to try new things, but also about not having. Not feeling like you need to do certain things or have an excuse not to do things?
1: Yeah, definitely. Like if I don't want to tan, I'll be like, oh, okay, I'll just be white AF and live live my best life. I just won't shave my armpits, you know, that sort of thing.
0: (laughs) And what about when it comes to your hair, you put an excuse not to have neat hair?
1: Oh, do you know what though? I have the worst hair in the entire world. Like it is just perpetually messy. So many people call me like the nutty professor because it's just always everywhere. And it's like this fluffy, guys, I need you to think of Wayne's World, Garth from Wayne's World. That's the texture and color and consistency of my hair. It's just not good. And it's just, I hate doing it. You know, some people love doing the hair and they're like, oh, it only takes 10 minutes. Okay. It takes like a good 40 minutes minimum to do my hair. So I just do not enjoy it. But I just, I don't have an excuse not to at the moment. So whenever I like film a video or something. I like to at least slick it back into a really neat bun because otherwise I just feel so guilty because I'm like, what else are you doing? Do your damn hair, Kelly, because it's just such an unappealing mop. We're all going to be masters of the messy bun by the end of this, I think. I'll tell you what. Well, I'll lead a tutorial on the art of the messy bun. Wake up, put a scrunchie on the top of your head and just go for gold. (laughs)
0: No brushing. <laughs> when it comes to the products that you're not using in quarantine or isolation, uh, you've put sheet masks as the ones that you're not reaching for. What's shifted that change?
1: Yeah. Well, I was trying to think, you know, as I said, my routine hasn't really changed. So I was trying to think of what products I wasn't. And then I was like, sheet masks are probably the only thing because... I don't need them. Usually the only reason I would use a sheet mask is prior to an event or because I really just love how juicy and delicious – they make your skin look under makeup because they give it such a burst of, I don't know, whatever goodness is in them. I'm very good at explaining things. Um, So I would usually pop one on for 10 minutes before I actually start my makeup for whatever event I've got on. And considering I'm not doing that, I'm just not reaching for them. So instead, I'm just stockpiling them because once this hellhole of isolation is over, I plan on never being home. I just plan on always being at events. So I'll need a lot to get me through. And that does
0: take us quite nicely to the first thing that you will do when normal routine resumes and your
1: first evening or first day out. Just go on a massive bender. Like I know I probably shouldn't say that, but just (laughs) oh god I cannot wait just to not remember anything for like five days straight like me and some of my friends are just like you know and I kept pushing it because we were like we'll just go on a big weekend away get a really fun house and just go mental for a long weekend and then I was like let's go to Mexico (laughs) like just escalating it But I'm just so excited. I'm even just like, at this point, I don't even care about bars not being open. I just can't wait to be allowed to go to a park and have like a drunk picnic with people. That would be so fun. Just anything with friends that isn't over the phone because it is so not the same thing. Drinking anywhere outside of your living room will be a nice scenery change. Seriously. Oh, actually though, Hack City, the other day I did meet my friend and he and I, happened to bump into each other to go exercising together around Centennial Park in Sydney, which is a beautiful park, and we filled up our water bottles with wine. Not (laughs) doing anything wrong technically, following the rules, abiding by the law, but still managed to get quite tips as we were doing our little wander around the park, and it was great. A product that you have rediscovered in this time, I'm
0: very interested and intrigued by because it's one of those ones that you see a lot of people using, but you
1: kind of think – Does it actually do anything? And it is the Gua Sha. I don't actually know if it does work, but it feels so good. And I just think that it makes sense that it does something because you're really like – you can't massage that hard with just your fingers, so it really helps to actually get the product to absorb into your skin. Plus, I use mine on my jowl, and I just feel like it must help. Okay, I don't know why I'm doing that. No one can see me pushing (laughs) my jowl in. You are demonstrating what you do. Yeah, I just – for anyone that's wondering what a jowl is, it's like your gullet, like that fatty pouch that just sits under your chin. And no matter, it doesn't even matter what weight you are, fit, unfit, as you get older, your jowl just starts protruding more. And so I just feel like this thing sort of helps push it back up or keep keeps it in shape but i might just be being wildly inaccurate and just like loving myself sick every night but still it's part of self-care that i'm doing it so it's better than nothing
0: and another thing that you are currently using and loving for self-care is bubble bath obviously
1: oh, now is a good time for bath so what are you putting in your bath i love a bath so much unfortunately i don't have one at my apartment but if i'm at my parents place They have, because I've sort of been like isolating, I guess, between the two places, a glass of wine, L'Occitane Lavender Bubble Bath, which I think whenever, when I was younger, I worked at L'Occitane for three years. So I remember before I worked there, I was like, oh, lavender. It's like an old lady smell. But if you're smelling it and it smells yuck, it's probably just cheap fake lavender. So they use the actual pure essential oils from Provence in France and It's just beautiful. And one dollop in the bath will just have you sudding around like there's no tomorrow. And it's so relaxing. And I just love it. And then I'll also like pop in some salt sometimes. I don't know if they do anything, but they feel great. And I just feel like I'm, you know, doing all this self care goodness. I'll light a candle. And I just have the best time ever. I like full go ham in there. I will set up like a little chair with a laptop and watch TV or I'll listen to an audiobook or a podcast like I can spend hours in that bath.
0: And I feel like with some people are always kind of divided on baths of the idea being amazing and then you go to all that effort of setting it up and then you sit there and then, you know, once the water is no longer scalding hot, you're like, right, am I done? What was that?
1: That's why you have to (laughs) refill it just go although again although all you run the risk of cuz i was on a like a house party group call a couple of weeks ago and some of my girlfriends were like aren't you hot i can't sit in a bath they get way too hot and at first i was like no but i think i drank my wine way too quickly plus too hot water cuz i just got so flushed and red and i in the end i had to be like guys i'm sorry i actually have to go i have to get out of this bath i'm dying <laughs> But most of the time, no, I can sit in there, especially if, you know, you've got to be in the right mood to just sit in there. And that's why I also like to have activities. But also if you've been sitting in there, I always have a shower afterwards because otherwise you've just been like soaking in your own filth for however long.
0: And you mentioned candles there as well. I know that is one that you've picked as the ultimate mood booster. So tell me about the candles burning as well.
1: Because I just think that a candle, sometimes I forget to light them for weeks or for days or whatever. And then as soon as I light one, I just think, why? And, you know, as soon as you enter someone's house or any sort of space where they have a candle, you just, it smells warm, it smells inviting, it makes it cosy. What's that Danish, like, hoogie? Is it hoogie or hugger? Like, it means cosy. I think candles just create such a beautiful environment. So I always will light one as part of a, if I need to have my mood boosted. And um, I love, like, the Peppermint Grove range because they've got really beautiful houses. No. Jars, I should say jars. I don't know why I always call them houses. So I absolutely love all of the Peppermint Grove bad boys. And then if I'm feeling a little bit bougie, I might light a Tom Ford or a Joe Malone candle. But like, honestly, I got gifted my Tom Ford candle. I do not think I could actually justify spending the money. I mean, I could for a gift, like, I would ask for it for a gift, but they're like $250 for a candle, which is just crazy. So, but they do smell really divine. Joe Malone, it's like more affordable. I think they're like $80. So, it's like an affordable bougie candle compared to that. But most of the time, I'll just light like a a Peppermint Grove one because they're still really good quality, but don't cost the end of the earth.
0: That's like there's an amazing candle brand stocked at Mecca that also have beautiful jars that I found myself wandering to at times. And I think the biggest one is literally like $500.
1: Oh my God, are you talking about it starts with F, the brand? Yes. Yes. Okay, the most expensive one is actually $800. Gosh. But apparently it's like plated with gold, which it would have to be for $800. And they're more for like collectors that collect them for the art of the – I guess it's like if you really wanted that piece in your house to put things in, you could put like – you would want to use that jar after you finish burning that candle. Like you would want to put a prized plant in that thing because that is some serious coin.
0: I am not good at maths at the the best of times, but I can't even imagine what that cost per burn would be. or Or, use.
1: Seriously, imagine. if you accidentally tunneled it or left it on for a few hours and you went into another room and then you came back and you were like, no, I literally just burned away $300. Oh gosh, I can't even think
0: about it. One day.
1: Oh, I know. It's crazy. How rich must you be just to be like, I'm going to spend $800 on a candle? (laughs)
0: What have you developed a newfound appreciation for in isolation or quarantine? Oh, okay. This sounds so lame. I'm
1: so embarrassed for myself and also the fact that he can hear me. (laughs) 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 I have a newfound appreciation for my husband, which sounds a little bit silly, but I just didn't, to be honest, I just never really spent time with him before this. Like, not extended periods of time because I was always out partying or at events or at work things. But now we're at home a lot together and we're having a lot of fun together, which is quite nice. Like we play drinking games and it's really fun and we play with our cats. We have two cats. So it's really fun like playing games with our little family and he's when he's not working, and I am, I make him be my intern. So he has to like go get me my morning coffee and then he has to pick up my deliveries and make me my lunch. So he's my little intern slash slave for the day. But yes, that's what I would say I have been appreciating more.
0: I love that. And it's funny how many pets and partners have now been upgraded to interns or colleagues or whatever as we're all...
1: Attempting yeah, to oh, I love it. Yeah, I love all of the memes and stuff about the co-workers being pets. Like, what did your co-worker do today? Well, mine did a big old shit on my work and then vomited up its lunch and then bellowed at me to feed it some more. <laughs> we are coming to the final two products on your list. The next one is the product or treatment, the thing that you're missing most. I definitely miss getting massages, which, I, yeah, it's a treatment. Because I would get massages probably about once a fortnight on a Sunday. Sundays have always been like my thing where I just don't do anything except like self-care things or just chill. And I would go downstairs. There's like a little massage place just under the complex that I live in and just get a beautiful massage. And honestly, it's just my favorite thing in the entire world. When I was in Bali earlier this year, remember travel? Those were fun (laughs) times. I was getting like one to two hours of massage per day, if not more. Like I just am obsessed with them. So I definitely miss that. And I also will be booking in with my facialist who is just magnificent. And I mean, more so than she does an insane job on my skin. I drive so far to see her because I love her so much, but I just miss the company and just, you know, the act of going and seeing someone and having your little rituals done. I just miss those sorts of things. So Massage and facial. Yeah, and I
0: think it's interesting as well when we talk about those kind of beauty services some of the businesses that have been hit really hard by coronavirus but ironically hopefully there will be a mad rush for them once we're all allowed to go Yay! back to it.
1: Yes. And also our excuse for going crazy will be um we're just injecting the economy with money and supporting all of these people. Exactly. The final product I loved this one is the not
0: necessarily glamorous but the kind of always does the job and trust with your life which I believe is one that you're borrowing from your husband. Yes.
1: I was like, I was trying to think and then I was like, I'm just going to have to be really honest and TMI for you because, well, it's the truth. So I definitely wouldn't trust my life with it because I don't think it would be very useful, but I'm obsessed with my husband's beard trimmer for my for my lady area, if you would like to call it that, because I hate waxing and shaving so much, like waxing hurts, i Think I have a pretty high pain threshold. I don't when it comes to waxing; like it is just horrendous. uh, Shaving is kind of gross. Like it, the regrowth is stubbly, and then you get like little ingrown hairs, and it's just. And I'm also far too fair to get laser, so I've never been able to get that. But you know, respect anyone that wants to rock a seventies bush, but I'm not the biggest fan. So I just use the trimmer, and it keeps everything like really. Neat and manageable, but it's still like soft because it doesn't take it. I don't, it's just anyone that has the same problem as I do that you don't want to shave or wax, you can't get laser or you don't want to get laser or whatever could not recommend a beard trimmer high enough. And also, you do it in the shower, it takes like five seconds and you're done. Five seconds once a week and you won't have any like sideburns in your swimmers. I also feel like men's razors are so much more high tech and easy to use than women's razors. I do have my own, like, trimmer I don't even know if it's probably for that purpose because it's a lady's trimmer I can't even figure out how to work it to be honest so that's just why I just always reach for his and also I'm just a disgusting human and really like being like hee hee, my pubes are in there to him I was gonna say does he know know that he's you've been borrowing it yeah for sure I just like because you rinse it all down the drain I mean I don't think he's a huge fan he'd probably still prefer it if I would wax it but you know you've got to take what you can get <laughs>
0: In terms of entertainment in quarantine what are you listening to or watching or reading that you would recommend
1: so many things especially over the past two weeks i'm glad that you have asked so these are all my podcasts that i'm loving are case file if you're a true crime addict you would love it also his most recent episodes haven't been very good but if you go back to when he first started holy hell there are some doozies in there um i really like the spill for like celeb, non-corona related goss. Tim Ferriss, Joe Rogan, they're good for like long form interviews. They're really interesting as well. And um, I have been watching Unorthodox, crazy. I did not realize how ignorant I was and knew nothing about certain types of Judaism, but it's absolutely brilliant. It's only four episodes, so you can smash it in a night and it just creates a lot of talking points, which I love. I've also been watching a lot of TikTok and (laughs) wasting time on that. And Ozark, so many people for so long told me to watch Ozark and I was like, oh, I can't really be bothered. And then my dad was like, oh, we want to start it again. Do you want to watch it with us? And I said, no, I think there's heaps of drugs and sex in that, dad. I don't want to watch that with you. And he said, no, there's not. Well, next minute, there's someone getting spanked on screen within like the first 10 minutes of the show and I was just sitting there mortified, but I... Powered on through and I smashed the entire three seasons in two weeks because it was that good. So loving that. Um, I just finished two books by the author Helen Callaghan, I think you would pronounce it. Once again, if you love crimey stuff or thrillers, superb, insane. And now have you read – Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine or Below Deck because they're very... Oh, you have? which Both of them? No, Eleanor Oliphant I've read. Below Deck is on my list to read. Okay, what is, is Eleanor like? Because everyone says it's amazing, so I'm excited to start. I thought it was really good. It's not necessarily one of those books where, you know, lots of things are happening. It's a bit
0: more subtle and nuanced, but it is a really enjoyable read, not too heavy. It's probably like an almost perfect one for the time that we're in in terms of like... The concentration that you need to have and enjoyment levels and things like that. So I'd say, yeah, definitely a good one to read.
1: Oh, okay, good. And apart from that, I'm also enjoying, I'm such a little weird nerd when it comes to something. So I'm really into a word search app, which is basically like a word finder on an app, puzzles, and lots of wine and lots of virtual drinking games with my friends. I've downloaded so many onto my phone. It's ridiculous. What's your favorite one? Well, to play virtually, I quite like trivia. That's always good. Or just like a really good old-fashioned game of never have I ever or would you rather. Um, And if there's more than one person in like two people in the chat, a really fun game is who is the most likely to. And everyone has to vote for it's just the most fun game. You can play it in real life as well, obviously. And it's like uh, so say there's five people and it's like who is the most likely to murder someone and then you just think of like the most intense person or whatever and everyone votes for them and then that person has to drink or you could just go a lot lighter with like who is the most likely to leave first because I need to do a wee or whatever it's just like a lot of fun so I love doing stuff like that and just working a lot and keeping busy
0: Kelly thank you so much for sharing all your recommendations and a bit about your beauty journey through isolation there have been <laughs> I don't think I've laughed so much during one of these for a while uh, so many great beauty and entertainment recommendations there that you've shared so thank you so much
1: oh you're so welcome thank you so much for having me
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Beauty Isolation with the sparkling Kelly McCarran. You can find where to follow and listen to her, plus all the products and links she spoke about in today's episode, in the show notes. A reminder if you enjoy this episode, please subscribe if you haven't already, rate and review, or recommend to a friend, or even share a screenshot of it on your Instagram story and tag me at Beauty Island Podcast so I can see. As an independent podcast, those things really help people to discover the podcast, which helps me to keep making it for you. In the meantime, if you fancy chatting more beauty, you can find me on Instagram at Beauty Island Podcast or my personal beauty account at BrittanyBeautyBTS, where I regularly share products I'm loving and talk about all aspects of beauty culture, or you can sign up to my regular beauty newsletter called It's a Beauty for thoughts and recommendations straight to your inbox. Thank you, and until Thursday, when a new episode of Beauty Isolation will drop, bye-bye.